0: Welcome to The Kaleidoscope, a podcast dedicated to you becoming the CEO of your health. What is up, gut health warriors? In today's episode, I'm going to go over some of the most common questions I hear each and every day about ulcerative colitis or autoimmune diseases. Now, if you have a question yourself, feel free to reach out through this podcast or hit me up on Instagram, colitis underscore scope, or you can find us on Facebook, The Kaleidoscope. Anyway, is a great way to ask those questions, and I'll be more than happy to answer those questions. Now, the first question I always hear is, what are autoimmune diseases? Because a lot of time, people hear this terminology, but really have no idea what exactly it is. So your immune system is made up of organs and cells meant to protect your body from bacteria, parasites, viruses, and cancer cells. An autoimmune disease, though, is the result of the immune system accidentally attacking your body instead of protecting it. It's unclear why your immune system does this. I once heard someone describe this, and I think it's always a great analogy because sometimes it's better to understand this, is if you had a boxer, fighting someone else in the ring. Now, typically that is really good. He's able to battle the other person and sometimes they can win, sometimes they lose. But the analogy of the story is if you have that boxer and now you put say some people that aren't the boxer, just say some villains into the boxer ring and then you put a blindfold on that boxer, and you have him go out there and try to box the boxer itself, it's going to be very difficult for him to find that person. And sometimes he may hit someone that isn't the boxer, aka your own immune cells attacking your cells. And therefore, you have a problem. And therefore, like I said, this is one of those analogies that really does stick in my brain. Because again, I just think of Mike Tyson or someone that's a very strong boxer going out and hitting someone. I know it's not what I hope for anyone. But again, it gives me the analogy and the vision of what the immune system is doing and what it should not be. Be doing now on top of that our immune diseases can affect many types of the tissues and nearly any organ in your body They may cause a variety of symptoms including pain tiredness fatigue rashes nauseous headache or headaches dizziness and much more specific symptoms depend on the exact disease so each disease itself such as colitis, deals with the gi itself rheumatoid arthritis deals with joints and so on and so forth but again I always get this question exactly what is an autoimmune disease, and therefore I wanted to start with that one. Finding a quality probiotic can be a challenge. I know firsthand. I've gone through at least a dozen different probiotics, and I was never satisfied with the outcome. That changed when I found Just Thrive. Just Thrive has been an outstanding company that has put years into producing a high-quality probiotic. Just Thrive probiotics are spore form and contain a pan-strain called Bacillus Indicus HU36. The spores in Just Thrive have been successfully used to enhance digestive health in the pharmaceutical market for over 50 years. Don't just take my word for it, there are over thousands of 5-star reviews talking about how amazing Just Thrive is and how it's helped them with their gut health. For my listeners today, Head on over to justthrive.com and use the promo code COLITIS to save 15% on all your orders. The next question that I get then almost immediately after an autoimmune disease is, what can you eat then? Because most people realize that if there's some type of GI issue, again, this is talking more about colitis, Crohn's disease, IBD, even IBS. But really, there are a lot of foods that probably aren't very beneficial for you, which is why I try to trim down certain foods. Now, I know I've talked about this before. I had a podcast talking about the three foods that I try to avoid. But again, I want to mention it here because, again, this is a question I get all the time. Now, my three foods I do the best to try to avoid is dairy gluten, and alcohol. And I would even throw caffeine in there as well for someone dealing with a GI issue. Now, I'm going to go into details why about that. First of all, dairy itself does cause a lot of inflammation. I mean, typically, I know as personally, if I drink some milk, that I start getting almost mucusy in my throat almost immediately. I have to clear my throat. And therefore, I know there's already a reaction happening in my body. And that might be the same for someone else. Again, everyone is always different. Some people might be able to handle dairy, but I know almost immediately I have this almost effect of it. And therefore, I try to avoid because I don't want to increase the inflammation in my body. Now, gluten, you could almost say wheat for the most part. There are reasons why I try to avoid this, especially in America In other parts of the world, like in Europe and everything. It might be slightly different, but in the United States, We use a lot of Roundup on our products, and therefore, that's typically the reason why I avoid gluten. Now, again, this is another type of food that sometimes is hard to digest for certain people, but typically, most of the gluten that we see nowadays or a lot of the wheat has some type of Roundup or some type of wheat killer on it. And again, if that gets into your system, that is going to wreak havoc on your GI track. And therefore, like I said, it can really throw a massive curveball into the immune system. And therefore, again, it's gonna start attacking itself, and you're gonna have a lot of issues with that. And then the other one, I almost kind of lumped them together, is alcohol and caffeine. Now, the reason why I try to avoid these is because, again, it speeds up your GI tract. So again, anyone that's having a GI issue such as, such as ulcerative colitis, you're trying to slow down your GI tract as much as possible because you really don't want to go to the bathroom all that often. Again, I'm trying to increase my fiber intake and do all that. stuff so for I'm not going to the bathroom all the time. And I notice if I have a lot of alcohol or caffeine, it's almost an immediate effect. Now, again, I've been able to kind of balance my diet and everything where I know I can at least have a drink or have a a sip of coffee and be okay. But there were times when I would have just a little caffeine and my wife can vouch for this. So we'd be on road trips. And after taking a sip or two, it was immediate. We need to pull over. We need to find a gas station because I need to use the restroom. Whereas nowadays, I definitely do a lot better. But again, for someone that's in an early stage or in a flare up, something along those lines, this is probably another thing that you want to avoid. So this obviously leads into the next question of what foods should you eat then? And again, this almost just goes chronologically ordered for the questions I get about my GI issues and a lot of people I talk to about GI problems. So again, you wanna avoid those foods I just talked about. Now, the foods you wanna incorporate should be obvious for most people, but again, maybe it's not, but you want to increase your vegetables and fruit intake. Now, I kind of hinted at in the last question and the reason why is because there's a lot of fiber In these types of foods. Now, obviously, if you're eating fruit, I recommend you eating the fruit by itself. Don't juice it, don't drink OJ, because, I can go into detail right now, because you're not getting the fiber from the content itself, because when you juice it, you're just getting the juice, obviously, hence the name, and therefore, you're pretty much just getting sugar, which can also wreak havoc on your GI tract, because again, you have these gut bacteria in your gut, your microbiome, and they need certain fuel, like butyrate, which I talked about in the last episode, and not so much glucose or any type of sugar, because again, that's gonna help feed the bad bacteria. Now on top of that, vegetables themselves, again, same thing, they have a lot of nutrients, as does fruit, but they also have a lot of fiber. And when you have this fiber in your food, it takes a lot longer for your food to get digested, moves a little bit slower through your GI tract. And because it's moving slower, It gives your GI time to rest and also digest, which is massive because if you're not giving it a time to do all that, it's rushing through your entire system and typically you'll know this because if you see your stool and you notice there's food particles in there, that means you're not quite digesting that food and that might be a food you want to avoid for a while but again you kind of have to go back and forth to figure out which type of foods such as vegetables and fruits are going to be best for you. Now, I typically recommend for someone in the beginning of their phases or someone again in the flare to stick with something very simple such as just berries because they're high in antioxidants, apples as well because they're high for uh, creating butyrate for your GI tract and then spinach and typically like I said something that's a little bit easier vegetable wise and you want to cook them down so like carrots Um, butternut squash, sweet potatoes. I would even recommend avoiding white potatoes for a while too for someone that's in a flare or just learning that they have a GI issue because again, that white um, potato is gonna turn more into sugar and which I just mentioned before, that itself is going to then feed the bad bacteria in your gut. So the next question that I Don't always get but again, it's a very important question. I think we need to address it is what can you do to also improve your health minus diet? Now, that being said, I should state that if you're not cleaning up your diet and watching what you're eating and knowing what foods you're putting into your body, these next few things, they may help. But again, if you're bombarding your GI tract with foods that are going to be harmful on your entire system, these things really aren't gonna do a whole lot. They may help 5%, which obviously is better than nothing. But again, the majority of the time, it's gonna be the food and the water that you're putting into your body. So the things that I also recommend besides diet is sleep. Sleep is so important that I think most people forget how important it is because I hear so many people bragging about only getting five hours of sleep, four hours of sleep, and that they can run throughout the entire day. Now, maybe those people are fortunate enough, but the reality, the majority of people need a lot more sleep. Now, everyone again is different when it comes to this category. I typically try to shoot for seven to eight hours. Someone might need nine hours, someone may be able to run on six hours. But again, you need quality sleep. That is the most important part. Not just sleeping, but quality sleep. Because if you're waking up through the entire night, you're not getting that quality you need. And the reason why sleep is so important is because this is the time for your body to relax, to kind of go into parasympathetic formation. Whereas if I haven't talked about before, if you haven't heard about before, there's are sympathetic and parasympathetic. Your sympathetic is your fight or flight. That's kind of having all the stress throughout the day, which again can cause a lot of inflammation. Your parasympathetic is being relaxed and digesting your food. But again, if you're sleeping, you're typically in your parasympathetic, which allows your body to recover and repair those cells that have been damaged throughout your day, which again is why sleeping is so important. And on top of that, exercise. Yes, exercise is very important for you as well with your health, which shouldn't be a shocker to most people. But again, it is one of those things I do have to talk to patients about or people in general about doing something that increases your production of your blood flow or getting your heart rate up. Now, a lot of people say they don't have time to really do anything. I always say if you have at least 10 minutes just to go walking, that is better than nothing. The reason why is because, again, you're getting that blood flowing throughout your entire system. Now, if you don't know, your blood is pretty much your transporter for your nutrients, but also getting the toxins or the bad things out of your cells and discreeting them throughout whether you're going to the bathroom, um, sweating, things along those lines. But again, you need this blood flow to go throughout your entire system because if you're not pumping the blood and getting nutrients to your cells, they are going to struggle to thrive, which is why, again, I recommend certain things. Now, same thing, again, if you are in a flare or if you are new or just starting off finding out you have a GI issue, I typically recommend doing something a little bit easier, such as walking, doing some type of yoga, just stretching in general. But again, you're moving your body and not just sitting on the couch. Now, if you start feeling better and doing things along those lines, you may wanna start lifting weights, go running, things along those lines. But again, just getting your body moving is going to have massive effects on your overall health, which again is why I wanted to mention it in this podcast episode. So those are some of the common questions I hear Almost on a daily basis. Again, if you are new to the GI world, autoimmune diseases, gut health, even this podcast, if you have any questions, obviously feel free to reach out to me. Like I mentioned before, reach out through this podcast, reach out on Instagram, colitis underscore scope, or find us on Facebook, the kaleidoscope. All those options are great ways to reach out and join the community learn more and more how you can help your gut and even help people that you know that have been suffering with any type of GI issue or autoimmune disease. Because again, this isn't something that most people know about. The more information that you have can obviously help you strive and get your health back to where you want it to be. So That is all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, I wanted to share just a little insight with you what I talk about a lot of times with a lot of people that deal with GI issues. So as always, stay healthy and I will see you next time. That is a wrap for our podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode.